What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. Thursday night means beer show night right here on 1500 ESPN. As always, you can find us online at 1500ESPN.com and also available on Podcast One. My name is Chris Reavers. Live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios alongside Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. Hi, Reavers. I'm excited. We have an action-packed show lined up for this evening. <laughs> the green room is packed solid. No, no, In fact, no. I thought, wait, we double-booked some people. The green room is lit. Is it? Okay. Yeah, that's is what that what you say. kids call it? Yeah, that's what I we like it. to say because I'm hip and You can't cool even be called a kid. You're 40. Um, we have a special guest here. We're going to start off the show with our weekly beer run, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And Jackie is here in studio, and I have a confession to make because I screwed up before the show started today. Michael, I was um, text arguing with my wife, Jessica, Mm -hmm. or Jess as I call her, and uh, I was trying to get Jackie's attention and I kept calling her Jess. Yeah, you kept doing it and I thought, her name's not Jess. And I know this. I've known Jackie for years and I kept thinking... What? Oh my God! I was arguing, and you were getting kind of pissed because she wasn't responding to you. And well, I'm no, like, I was. You're not calling her her name. I'm That's fuming with like, my wife for another reason. I'm like, oh my God, why did I just do that? So, Jackie, I apologize for doing that and putting you in an awkward spot. I think I'll forgive you. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so every week we highlight a different brewery, courtesy of you guys, and it's so much fun because it gives us gives us a chance to meet the faces behind the label every single week. And this week is really really cool and one of my personal favorite breweries. New Belgium Brewing. Yes, yes. Uh, I'm seeing a couple of different um, beers mm-hmm. in front of me. First of all, my personal favorite was the uh, was Citradelic from New Belgium. It's one of the most brilliant beers that was created, and I just can't get enough of it. But I'm excited to hear about a couple of these uh, beers that are sitting in front of me that I am not familiar with. I, that they don't. I I, I, I like the, the look well, of it though. I was gonna say, did you notice that I am drinking a beer right now. Oh, I was going to say, you don't like gluten, or you can't do the well, gluten, so what What are we talking about? I like the gluten, the gluten doesn't like me. <laughs> right. I like the gluten, but yeah. the gluten doesn't like me. So we have a gluten-free option, yes. courtesy of New Belgium. Which one is that? So this is the Gluteny Pale Ale. Okay. It is uh, crafted to reduce gluten, so it's uh, under the parts per million um, deemed safe by the Celiac Association. Because so. normally you just rock the ciders. I do rock the ciders. Yeah pretty hard okay so. so let me ask you as a retailer for a gluten-free option is it is it slim pickens are there some but i mean if new belgium it's, is making it i'm gonna imagine it's a pretty good beer it's a it's a really good beer okay yeah it's uh it's growing too there's a lot a lot more gluten-free options and gluten-reduced options and so if we go back one year there's some gluten-free options but not all of them were the best beers no right that's why you were a cider person i think yes okay but you know, people were trying. Yeah. But now the big boys are saying, hey, watch. Yep. Our skills can do this. Set aside, rookies. Yeah, we, got, stand, we got this. Thank you for trying. <laughs> yeah. That was adorable of you. Uh, now move. <laughs> all right. So Derek and Sean are here with New Belgium Brewing Company. And I'm curious, was this born out of necessity? Was it born out of kind of curiosity? And how has it been received by the gluten-free community? Uh, it's been received really well. Um, we have a lot of people at the brewery who work poor or souls that work at the brewery that uh, gluten doesn't like them either, or how would you say that again? Um, 
I like gluten. Gluten does not like me. That's exactly what happens. Let me stop you right there. How, how can they work at the brewery? <laughs> because because I've known that whether is it is it Burning Brothers is yep. that the, yeah. so they do a gluten free and they're literally nothing is allowed on the you can't premises. Bring sandwiches in with bread for lunch. So I'm curious if someone so has a gluten free yeah. allergy or whatever if their body isn't able. to... I'm curious how they're able to work around it. It must not be an allergy. Um, okay. Well, you know. it's, the other thing, too, is it depends on how it's consumed or how okay. severe the allergy is. Like, yeah. for me... You I, don't have to get into the details. Well, <laughs> for me, not yeah. getting those I get details. super sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super right, sick. Right. But if I smell bread, I get a little bit nauseous, like, feeling mm. after a while, but... Because my wife is also completely gluten-free. Is she? Yeah, 100%. That's maybe why you called Jackie Jess. Must be. Maybe yes. that's where my confusion <laughs> yeah, led to. there's a connection. Okay. Yes. So how? W- when did this start, the gluten When did it start at New Belgium? And, and, and now where, where is it at as far as, you know, in, in terms of production? Oh, actually, it, we did this like two years ago. Sean, uh, my cohort here, actually just is a great guy and knew that Jackie... Couldn't drink anything, so Aww. he brought her a nice ice cold beer. Good man, I got you covered, Jack. Okay, Good so man. but what do we have that's totally new? Because I smelled something else. <laughs> well, oh yeah, this is the fun one, Chris. It's funny that you mentioned the green room being lit. Yes, before the show, <laughs> uh, we brought today a brand new beer called the Hemperer. It is an IPA brewed with hemp that we just came out with. Uh, no in way, six packs this week. Are you going to yeah. crack that bad boy open? Wait until um, you smell it. Let me Wait. crack it open okay, right you're now. You're going to need to talk. I want to walk. I'm okay. going to walk over there and smell it. Um, this is okay. Let me light. Uh, let me do a color uh, thing for people. You know when you're driving down the road and you just smell weed from the car in front of you. <laughs> this is what you're smelling. Like, smell this. Oh my god! It has a very <laughs> distinct. That's awesome. I mean, is that? It's not. It's made with just hemp, and but it has no oils in it, obviously, and it's not the yeah. drug. It's just hemp. Yeah. So it, this took us three years. This was top secret, double probation stuff. Like, please tell me you released it on four twenty. Uh, close. Well, and we may or may not have had a bunch of parties that day. Release it four twenty in Denver or in Colorado because yeah, I was at the brewery then. Yeah. Oh, you were. I was. Yeah, we had a heck of Sean a party set at the me brewery up with a with a exclusive and uh, showed up. Mm-hmm. Got my tank top I'm wearing today. Yeah. Nice, gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this beer took. Three years, and the government has hemp, which has no THC, like no CBD, barely ever, and it's a Schedule One narcotic for some reason. That's even though it's like this miracle plant that you can make plastics out of, you can make. It's uh, not an opioid. It's not even close. But yeah, that's Side a Schedule note. One too, right? It doesn't yeah. make. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't Side make. Side note: any sense. I'm like three feet away from that open bottle, and I can already smell it from here. Yeah. Smells lovely. So there's 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 other breweries that brew with hemp. Okay. Um, we're not the first to do that. We're the first that figured out how to keep that smell legally. Okay. Um, hmm. What but, were the but, hurdles? I want to know about without getting into the into the real specifics. But I'm, I'm I'm interested to know either why it was met with such heavy litigation, and then what ultimately led you guys to be able to mass produce this. It's archaic laws. Uh, long Same old story. Time then. laws have no real reason, and then just we're we are from Colorado, and and sustainability is a big part of our culture. And hemp, you know, takes a fifth less water than cotton, and still has the same properties. Wow, it cleans up soil. I love that it's called an HPA too. By yeah. the way, that's awesome. And it's no coincidence that we've been working on this for about two and a half years because that's how long the legislation has existed to be able to source the hemp from Colorado. So really? we actually use Colorado hemp in so this So you know what that well. means? 
we all have to say thank you to President Trump on that because obviously oh he made this happen. <laughs> is that not right? Is that not? Are we not? Okay, so let me ask this. It's legal. You know, normally every a radio single guy, spot, every single spot, it's legal except what? You know, normally a not, radio is guy it legal everywhere? would throw out the phone numbers for the studio oh. line, but I'm going to throw out the numbers for yourself. Yeah, thank yeah, you. Right. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Answer we, that question. We actually, yes, I see you're getting my, We right. are approved for this beer in all or well, 49 states. Kansas didn't like the idea of this Screw beer. Kansas! Can you believe that? <laughs> Little old Kansas said, nope, it's got weed in it. We're not going to let them brew it. Oh my yeah. God. Doesn't even have, it has hemp, folks, in Kansas. Let's write some letters to Topeka. That happens to be the capital of Kansas. Look at you. We are, uh, yes. we're partnering up with Hemp for Victory on this beer. So $1 per barrel brewed. And we're going to brew a lot of barrels of this beer. It goes to fight the legislation, uh, work on st- with state legislators. And uh, I guess you'll never guess who started this. A guy who who is a part of this is Willie Nelson and his Shocking. Uh, family. <laughs> <laughs> so a, a beer like this for you guys at New Belgium, obviously you're going to get a lot of buzz, pardon the pun, but you're going to get a lot of buzz <laughs> with a beer like that because you're you're basically appealing to a wide-ranging number of people and a, and, a, and a vast majority of different audiences, which is obviously key to you guys in the beer industry. But how much focus is this is this beer on this time of the year, given that you know the summertime you've got to do you've got to I guess cast a wide net if that's fair to say. But what but what percentage of the of that is this particular beer, the HPA from New Belgium? So this is a huge focus right now because it's a totally unique beer. Sure, I mean, no one's making anything like it. And it's really resonating with people. But at the end of the day, this was is this a, a joint venture, or <laughs> did you guys just buy yourself? At the end of the day, this is a it's a super dry, clean West Coast yeah, IPA. It's actually very refreshing. Like you know, the aromatics are very dank, and we weren't shy about the special ingredient whatsoever. But it's a super solid West Coast IPA at the end of the day, and it's gonna you know appeal to a lot of craft beer drinkers. This segment has been puns of fun. Um, So I do have to ask the question that's completely self-important, but this doesn't mean that Citradelic's going away anytime soon, correct? Absolutely not. That's one of our favorite beers of all time. All right. I can't tell you, my my buddy Ben uh, is the one that introduced me to it, and he went, Reavers, this is 100% your beer, and I went, oh my God, you've changed my life. (laughs) But but in in all honesty, it is, if... I hate using this word because I know the the beer people don't like it, but it's a gateway. It's a gateway craft beer, and it's a perfectly refreshing, perfect summertime, year round Super Bowl, whatever. It's a, it's a great beer, so you guys should be proud of that one. Thank, Thank you. you. I yeah. Pre- yeah. That seriously is one of my favorite beers that we've probably made. Yeah. So, good. Um, so before we run out of time here, we're doing tastings this weekend at Elevated, both locations. New Belgium Brewing Company is the guest. Uh, Minneapolis from five to seven p.m. White Bear Lake from three to five p.m. on Saturday. And a new Belgian Brewing Company is the guest at Elevated. Yes, they are. And Sean, you'll be there for... Come meet me in person tomorrow at the Minneapolis location, 5 to 7. He'll have more puns for you. I'm going to make Elevated smell really good tomorrow. Is it going to be hemp uh, hemptastic? Oh, yeah. Awesome. And I know this is a really cool opportunity for people that either hear it on this show or are stopping into the store, but you get to try these cool beers and you don't have to really pay anything out of your pocket. But you will because you'll try that beer and say, I need that and I'm going (laughs) to go to the shelf and go get it. You can say you're going in for just a free sample, but you're probably going to walk out with a six pack or two or three or four. So. All right, Jackie, let me ask you this too, because I know you, uh, again, you like the gluten-free option. You've got the new Belgium gluteny. Mm-hmm. Is this available at both stores? It C- is. Can I yes. get that at both stores? Yes, you can. And will this be sampled uh, at either one of the tastings? Absolutely tomorrow. Okay. Very cool. Just because of Jackie, is that why? 
Yes. Awesome. But, <laughs> um, but it is a big it is a big deal because there, a lot of people are shifting their diets and shifting yeah. their focus towards gluten free options. Yeah. And I can't tell you because I know once people listen to the podcast of this show, I'm going to get a million emails asking what that gluten-free beer that you guys were talking about, because I know that's a big hot-button issue yeah. right now. And, I mean, people can always reach out to me, too, um, and ask You'll find me questions. on Tinder and Snapchat. Nice. So just... I recently deleted my Tinder. Okay. <laughs> I was um, totally joking. I had no we, idea. <laughs> we do have uh, all of our gluten-free and gluten-reduced beers in our singles section, and if we don't have it immediately available, we can break out any six-pack to put in the builder on six-pack. Is that typically where we would find the gluten-free options is on the build at the elevated store with the build-your-own well, six-pack? Well, it'll be in the six-packs too, but okay. um, I know a lot of gluten-free people want to try something before they buy a six-pack because sure. with gluten-free foods, it is the worst thing in the world to spend $10 on a loaf of bread and, and realize you don't like it. tastes like cardboard. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is kind of our way to say, try six different beers Decide which one you like, and then come back and buy a six. And I would imagine too that it's the same thing with beer. Well, I want to buy it, but I don't want to buy it if it doesn't taste like beer. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Same thing. Which Uh, also, uh, if anyone has any uh, empty six pack holders they'd like to donate to our stores, we are always mm -hmm. accepting them. Awesome, and you guys do such a good job with that. The selection, your staff is phenomenal. You guys do a great job. Uh, And all over social media, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Twitter, everything like that, uh, with not only this tasting, but upcoming tastings. Yes, we are. Uh, Elevated BWS for the Minneapolis store and Elevated WBL for anything for the White Bear location. Thank you, Jackie. You're welcome. Not Jess, but thank you, Jackie. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Weekly Beer Run, New Belgium Brewing Company. Oh, and by the way, if you want to find out more information about New Belgium Brewing Company, where can we find that online, Twitter, Facebook, or maybe just even the website? At New Belgium, uh, Twitter, at New Belgium, uh, you know, newbelgium.com, and then locally, New Belgium underscore MSP on Twitter and Instagram. Awesome. Thanks, boys. Thanks, Cheers. guys. You got it. That's going to do it for this week's edition of the Weekly Beer and Find more information online at 1500ESPN.com. Don't touch that radio dial. This is The Beer Show. Is the beer show on fifteen hundred ESPN? How to like beer? You're tuned in to the beer show. Taste your beer, letting it wash over each section of your tongue on fifteen hundred ESPN. Welcome back to the beer show here on fifteen hundred ESPN, fifteen hundred ESPN dot com. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, and it's our buddy Chris. From Chamonix Golf Course. Welcome back, Chris. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. So we obviously have to ask the question, you know, how was the winter? But <laughs> but you guys are up and running. Everything's good to go up at Chamonix, correct? It is, yeah. Finally. I mean, yeah, as you know, I mean, it was it was an awful winter for everyone. But, uh, you know, at Chamonix, we're, we're six weeks behind. Uh, with that said, the course is in fantastic condition now. Uh, I mean, all the guys that have played so far uh, have said, I mean, it's it's in mid-season form. Michael, because you're Mr. Golf. You know, the, I have not played Chamonix yet this year, but everything's looking really, really good. I've been on some courses where the greens haven't looked so good, but you guys have some new greens. What, how are the, how do they yep. fare? Yeah, so we had those uh, new greens put in uh, over the last couple of years. We also took out a 1,000 trees, uh, which kind of opened up, you know, letting in a lot more sunlight, mm-hmm. and that has certainly helped. And uh, anyways, the new greens... We were nervous. Anytime you have new greens and a long winter like that, things could have gone wrong. Sure. But they didn't. That's did, the good news. When you took out the thousand trees, did that bring people to use their driver more? Did did that happen? Because well, there's another course in town where they did a bunch of that too, a private course that I know, and members are mad because these 30-year-old guys are trying to drive the ball 300 yards. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, you know, at Chamonix, we're not that long of a golf course mm-hmm. in the first place. So 
the most holes you you wouldn't even need to use driver. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, on the par fives and stuff. But it's really not about that as much as it is just opening it up. Where you know it, it gets to a point where uh, the trees were so old. You know, our course is forty one years old, mm-hmm. and the trees get to be so big and stuff that they were just kind of taking over uh, to a point where you know people would lose a lot of golf balls. So we hear that complaint, and yeah. you know, uh, and we just had to open it up and, and make it more playable. I hate mm-hmm. to say easier. You know, it's golf, right? It's it's not easy, mm-hmm. but uh, it makes it more playable and we've certainly heard a lot of, uh, of good comments about that i'm is that I'm a com- able to open it up is that a competition thing too where, where what i'm talking about with competition between you and other courses where if you make it more playable that means you'll get more repeat business because i i know very little about golf i know that when i swing i have no idea where the ball is going that's, <laughs> that's the extent of my knowledge Into one of the golf. thousand trees that they took well, <laughs> I, I, I guess that's what i'm getting at because you you want to make it more appealing to a guy like me that i golf maybe a couple of times a year as opposed to a guy like mike that golfs regularly well, as a golfer that golf regularly i don't mind hitting it into the trees I like to be able to find it and hit it back out onto the fairway. Ah. It doesn't mean that I don't get that penalty of having to punch it back out onto the fairway, but at least I found my ball. Yep. You know, it's not just no, gone. No, you're exactly right. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the thing, you know, at, at Chamonix with with the, the big old trees like that, a lot of times, you know, you'd hit it into them, and you're right, you can't find mm-hmm. it, and much less if you find it, you're, you're not going to be able to play it. Sure. Whereas now we've been able to take out some of those trees. We haven't taken out trees in the middle of the of the of the fairway, mm-hmm. or, you know, in, in really in play, but we take out the trees on the outskirts, sure. you know, of the out of bounds lines to to make it easier. Uh, our hole number two, for instance, is a long par five. The left side of it uh, used to be very thick, and if you went in that left side, your gone. ball is gone. Yeah, and true. you know, then people are searching for it. That takes time. It down, it's so so they're losing balls. They're taking more time. It, it, now that we took out a bunch of trees, you can hit your ball in there, and you're exactly right. You'll find it. Mm-hmm. You can even play it. Sure. Now, maybe. Maybe you shouldn't, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah. but, you, but uh. you can. And it really, I mean, that speeds up play. It mm-hmm. makes it more fun for the average golfer. It's really the way to go. You don't want to be frustrated on hole number two. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't want your whole round to be in the crapper and hole number two. Exactly. One of the cool separators, in my opinion, too, with you guys as opposed to other golf courses is your focus on craft beer, which is why you're here on this show. You but got it. But it's really cool, and we get a ton of feedback about that very thing and what you guys do at Shaman golf course and uh you guys do have a very centric focus on craft beer we do and in fact uh this year we went uh, even another step i i we had to add another cooler to do it but uh we now have 80 flavors we have 80 what? flavors 80. Eight zero? Eight zero. Oh my god you got it yep and i mean a lot of good flavors and uh, obviously and uh, a bunch of local companies uh and in fact uh i, I brought with me deb from urban growler because she urban Hello. growler is the sponsor of our women's club now this year so we carry cool. all urban growler well thank you chris yeah it it's great to have see our cans in the golf cart at Chamonix. I've, I've been there in the past and lost plenty of golf balls, so there'll be plenty <laughs> of need to drink beer. Um, but glad we have a wide selection. So, Deb, let me ask you, um, was this something that you guys approached Chamonix? Did Chamonix come to you guys, or was this just kind of a perfect match that I made too much sense? I think it was a, kind of a mutual sure. coming together. So it works out well. Because, I like the idea. Oh, I'm sorry, ahead. Reavers. No, but, so you have Women's League, right? Yep. I mean, do you ever, Deb, do you ever go sit there with a table, and I know this is new, but have your tasting on hole one and say, hey, I'm the owner of, of Urban Growler, that's I'm a woman. And, brilliant. I mean, that's kind of I a like cool thing. Thinking. I would, I would yeah, appreciate I, that. I have not thought of that, but I think we <laughs> She's we writing notes something. down as yeah, we speak. Well, I mean, yeah. sure, you play, maybe play at one, and then you're done, and then set your table up. You could do that every every woman's night. I don't know. <laughs> woman's might league not night. be a bad idea. No. Yeah, like you're thinking. Get a round in and uh, sell some beer. But not maybe on hole one. 
maybe on the ninth hole or wherever uh, the break you is that yeah. you you know you do that and you're like, hey, would you like to try whatever? Because who the hell after nine holes isn't going to want to try mm-hmm. some beer? You well, know? it just so happens that we have a nice, big, new, beautiful patio that she could be out there on. Yep. Well. <laughs> well, discuss that because I know this was a big focus for you guys. Yep. Well, you know, as part of the you know uh, craft brew uh, thing, we we have a lot of people. In fact, uh, companies now are booking us to do their happy hours on on Friday nights. Cool. And they come out and do like a happy hour and uh, with the, with their whole crew, maybe twenty people or so, and try different beers. You know, do all these uh, beer tastings and and then sit out on the patio. And uh, it, it really, I mean, even more than just golf. Now uh, we have people. Uh, we're we're on this bu- um, not bus on a, on this uh, bike tour where people. Uh, go biking around through the parks and stuff and we're one of the stops they stop really and, and have a couple beers at chamonix and then continue on their bike ride that's a good so, idea so they're not even there to go no nope. they just want to stop by the clubhouse and have a couple beers yep because of our selection yep. oh that's cool yep. when you have yep. 80 beers and i know they're not on tap they're in cans or bottles which you allow bottles onto the course which i find fantastically amazing but when you have 80 a selection of 80 craft beers i mean Many bars aren't even remotely close no, to that. No, you know, that's a that's right. a big difference. And you're not in Northeast. You're you know it, where are you exactly located? Exactly. Well, in Lionel Lakes, so just mm-hmm. off 35W, uh, uh, just uh, uh, where 35W and 35E come together. Mm-hmm. So we're 15 minutes north of of Minneapolis, 20 minutes north of St. Paul. So all right, really quick, Chris, because we just watched this. Can you explain Phil Mickelson's outfit today? Because I can't believe for the life of me that a grown <laughs> man sponsor he but. He looks like he should be doing taxes. Well, that's, I, he, I hope he's, he's, he's getting paid good for that. He is. He, in fact, not only is he getting paid, he owns part of that company. They uh, gave him part of that company. So he's and no dummy. They have short sleeve shirts, but he wanted to wear a dress shirt. It's a performance dress shirt. And he wanted to show that you could play in the performance dress shirt. Mm. Hey, it's not a bad gig. He's probably making $10 million bucks guess, for it. Let him be. I guess Mike, <laughs> I guess Mike told me. Uh, Deb, really quick, because I want to hear more about Urban Growler, new things that you guys have coming out right now, and uh, your focus heading into the summer months. So we're in kind of in that transition period right now. We're uh, last year at this time we were bre- brewing our rhubarb wit, and the rhubarb plants are only a couple inches tall. So we're, that's on the horizon. Okay, we hope to get that in the next couple weeks, and then we'll be transitioning into our summer beers. So Kolsch, our Uptown Wheat. Um, we have a Golden Spike, a double IPA that's on right now. So transitioning from the the heavier higher ABV beers to the more refreshing ones right now. Very cool. And what what what, what can I have at Chamonix Golf Course that you guys have featured? Well, we got three of them in cans. We have Midwest IPA, which we just started canning a couple weeks ago. Our Delovely Porter, even though it's a porter, still can drink it in the summer. And then our biggest seller, our Cowbell Cream Ale, which you can drink year-round and pound plenty of those. Nice. We Goes sell a ton of those, Cowbell. I bet you guys <laughs> yeah. do. That's really cool. Um, Deb, if people want to find out more information about you guys that are in Growler, maybe where they can locate your beer, things of that nature, where can they find that information? I, on our website at urbangrowlerbrewing.com. And we're in plenty of liquor stores and bars around the metro area. Including the best golf course in the Twin Cities. Including Chamonix. Yep. That's awesome. <laughs> and Chris, uh, for tea times, things like that, how many beers you guys feature at Chamonix Golf Course? All that's available on the website, too, I'm assuming. Yep, Chamonix.com. That's C-H-O-M-O-N-I-X. Awesome. And as Mike mentioned, bottles of beer on the golf course. They won't even look twice at you, that's Michael. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. <laughs> Usually I have to sneak them in. Will you buy my round of golf? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> you got it. Thank you, guys. And uh, we're going to step aside for just a quick moment and come right back. We're halfway home, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Beer Show. This is The Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. Hello again. This- I can get you buzzed. 
can get you smiling. You're tuned in to the beer show. Yeah, I can fix some on fifteen hundred ESPN. Welcome back to the beer show right here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com, live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios. It's Reavers, it's Fratelloni, Manny Hill over there, and one of our good friends, Fulton Brewing Company, is back on the beer show. It was funny you asked me, were we in this studio before? I'm like, well, we might have been in that one before the last time that you I were mean, on the I, show. I drink a lot. I don't remember <laughs> things, man. It's hard. It's hard now. Well, and it's every time we have you guys on, it seems like Fulton just keeps getting bigger and bigger, which is awesome, by the way. Well, it's it's crazy, too. I mean, how many breweries open up every week and we just kind of plod along, grow the way we grow? Uh, fourth biggest brewery in the state and the top 100 in the USA right now. Now, walk me through the timeline for Fulton, because my introduction to you guys was basically Target Field, yeah. which I'm sure is the vast majority of the public, but you guys were open well before Target Field ever was yeah, in existence. Yeah, it was a weird coincidence of timing on everything, so we technically started 2009 as a contract uh, brewery, started by the guys from the Fulton neighborhood, our mm-hmm. initial founders. Once we had that up and running, we built our tap room down by Target Field. That opened up 2011. Uh, as Growlers Only became a tap room in 2012. And then 2014, we built our Northeast Brewery in uh, right at Flowery and University there. It's not open to the public, but it's 51,000 square feet. It's what's let us expand, grow packages, make new beers, and kind of keep up with what we want to do. But the original site that's by Target Field is now basically just the the, the, the place for the public. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's just the front-facing brewery. We do some cool one-offs down there, a lot of stuff you won't find in bars, but... It's still a place to hang out and have a beer or two. You know, uh, my wife and I took our boys to the Twins game, not last Sunday, but the week before when the Reds were in town. And we walked through that area, and it is, you know, for a guy like me, I live way out in the burbs. I'm a dad. You know, I have no social life. But it is truly amazing, the transformation that that part of the Twin Cities has has experienced over just the last five years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when that was built, when that taproom not even Taproom, when the Growler, essentially, the Growler place we had uh, with our brewery down there, when that was up and running initially, it wasn't a glamorous area. It wasn't no. condos everywhere. Mm-hmm. And now you go down Washington, you have places like Smack Shack and The Loop and, and Burrow and Bar La Grosse and all these great bars and restaurants and condos. And that stadium has really changed everything in our neighborhood. And we were fortunate to be right in the, the early part of that transformation. It mm-hmm. almost seems like downtown is going away and Northeast is where... You know, know, you're absolutely right on that. That's that's a vibe we get a lot. I know I can attest people in my age group, the early 30s, late 20s. We're definitely more of the North Loop, the Northeast Minneapolis side of life downtown. It's just a little more inconvenient, I guess, because now we have so many more options that are so much more accessible. And obviously people like taprooms, people like breweries, so Northeast has a good kind of base to bring people in. And then the history keeps people down there, too. I mean, how many great bars are in Northeast Minneapolis? Mm-hmm. It just it exposes people to part of the city that I think was already there that they just didn't know was there. Right. And now that they see bars like, you know, Dusty's or Grumpy's or just any of those awesome bars going down university or around there, they get hooked. And I, you know, I have a theory, too, because I have a really good friend who bartends downtown Minneapolis and has for, you know, decades. And to me... That area where you guys are at, you know, Freehouse, all those great mm-hmm. spots that are down in that area that you were just describing, it it has the sense of community and has the sense of neighborhood, yeah. as opposed to being downtown where you feel like you're downtown. Yeah, I mean, if you live downtown, too, you know, maybe the person next door to you in your, your loft or your condos, you don't know people around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, or even now, I just moved to Northeast Minneapolis, and it's crazy how many neighbors I know and how many people I see at bars that are from the neighborhood, and it really feels a lot more local and... Much safer. 
I mean, it's I mean, I'm in town safer. now, so I'd be careful over there. I'm a, I'm yeah. a dangerous guy. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a real tough guy. Rugged. <laughs> yeah, real well, you rugged. Know, eventually, what will happen is everybody's loving the big bars and the, and the tap rooms, and dance discos will come back into fashion or something. And what people the will hell start, are you talking about? Because it's cyclical. I'm old enough to see these cycles. <laughs> Right, dance yeah. places will come back all of a sudden sure. and start hitting it in downtown again, and they'll be like, "Okay, now we have to go to the club disco night at Fulton." D- that's Done. right, yes. Done. <laughs> let's yes. do it. Old school Minneapolis night. We'll have disco, we'll have like Moby Dick's reenactment kind of thing. Oh, you know, nice. Really go old school downtown. The, you need to get the lit floor so you can really dance <laughs> oh, to it. Yeah. It will come. It will come back. I don't think we're going to lose tap rooms. I really don't. I think the the world will come back to. Oh, I want to have a gin and tonic too. Mm. And I gotta go dancing. Sure. That's why you go to Cuzzies, though, man. You go. There you go. You, gotta, yeah, you just pop to Cuzzies. Yeah. Have your Stick your dollar tonic. bill on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <Nope>. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a fun. It's I fun. I think I accidentally put a twenty up there one night. When no, I, was... I took that down. It's okay, cool. you've yeah, got it. Okay, good. That. It went to yeah. good use. Uh, Fulton Brewing Company, the guest here on the beer show. So walk me through this here. I'm seeing a lot of familiar labels. One I'm not familiar with, but it looks weird. It's not a giant bottle. What What's going on? Everything's switching up for us. So we have a few new packages coming out. The one that we're really excited about is our Cosmic Stallion. It's our new one-off. This looks phenomenal. It's, it's pretty. It's a uh, collaboration with All City Cycles. One of their bikes is the Cosmic Stallion. Citrus Wheat Ale. Yeah, Citrus Wheat. Uh, dry hops with Galaxy Hops. Very refreshing. You're it's not getting our summer this, one-off. I see that. Yeah. You're holding it like it's your baby. I got, I'm I got gripping more this. You, I got okay. you. That's really cool. So, yeah, it's just, this is not to the market yet? Not yet. Cans will be hitting on Monday wow. uh, in draft as well. But if you want to be the first to try it, you can come to our Fulton Feast tomorrow night. Uh, it's a pre-Grand Fondo block party feast we're throwing. Cool. Here, Reavers hand that to me. Sure. Because yeah, yeah. did, did you hear what he just said? Want to be the first to try it? You got to come to the... Ooh, ooh. Guess what? He's such a jerk. Wow. What? Shots fired. He's lucky I love him the way I do. Because Reavers was holding it so tight, and I said, <laughs> he's telling everybody that if you want to be the first to try it, watch, I'm going to crack it open. And do it right Five now Five years of beer show. You can't get one thing nope, from that. This nope. is it. That's, that's right. Oh, wow. That's, that's fair. fair. But that'll be a... I mean, Ooh, I, I, have an, I am envisioning that this is going to be... Well, obviously, not that you guys need another reason to have another successful summer, yeah. but this will be a draw It'll for you great. guys. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have something different out there, uh, especially with the block party this Saturday that we're... So the block party is a bike ride and a block party. Okay. Uh, the Grand Fondo itself is a bike ride that starts at 8 a.m. It's 100 miles for the main Fondo. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's insane that people do this. But so are you guys the finishing or the start? Start and finish. It goes out past Jordan and comes back. No way! Yes. So all the way down like 169? Oh, yeah, it goes way out That's there. my neck of the woods. Hey, just, you know, so they can start the at Fulton, trail. they yeah. can swing by my house. Yeah, just pee at your place. Like, right. Rivers, oh, I just yeah. need to use... <laughs> take you don't need to pay for the biffies at that spot. Yeah, right. Just put a sign by your door. On the U-turn. Yeah, exactly. Essentially. Perfect. Oh, that's really cool. That's really yeah, cool. It's our uh, it's our fifth year doing it. Um, we always have 1,500 to 2,000 riders. Wow. So they'll take off at 8. They'll start getting back around 1231, and then we'll have live music, we'll have food, we'll have the beer release for Cosmic Stallion, plus all the other beers you can get from us all day, going until 9 at night. So I don't, Wait, wait, wait. They take off at 8 and they're back by noon? That's Some t- are back by 1230 and it's insane. Like They're that's riding like 22 miles per hour, hour or something yeah. if you're... A 25 if you're a mathematician. Yeah, I mean, know, that's... Because there's going to be some pee breaks in there. You that's keep pretty moving. amazing yeah, when you yeah. think of that. I've yeah, never man. ridden a bike that fast. Because you said, I don't, know, I don't drive a car that fast half <laughs> the time. I don't know if people are riding that fast. So you said 100 round trips, so 50... 50, 50 there, 50 back, then you take out some time for, like, you know, the quick break. Get a drink. Okay. That's it. I'm going to um, ask a really stupid question, so forgive me, but we, you're the start, you're the finish, mm-hmm. everybody's going to be there to celebrate. Where do you put all the bikes? 
We have a giant, giant bike rack in our front parking lot. We have massive rows of okay. racks up there for okay. everybody. Because you said 2,000, right? Up to 2,000, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we have a uh, bike valet, so you can come in, you know, drop your bike and give a <laughs> ticket to you. Not even kidding, we have a That's bike valet awesome. for it. Um, you have no choice with that many bikes. Really yeah, you don't to, want anybody yeah. to steal them. You no, have to, yeah. those are worth more than my car, most sure. of them. So yeah. it's, uh, it's pretty cool seeing that many riders out there, though. And, you know, they'll stay. Someone will stay for most of the day, but a lot of people, obviously, pretty tired. Mm -hmm. So the block party fills up with neighborhood folks, with people at Lake Fulton that want to try a new beer, listen to some great music, and just kind of hang out. That's really cool. Saturday afternoon. Well, and you guys are just killing it. I mean, you guys really are. And and it's really cool to kind of have been along with you guys for this ride. It's been really awesome. But I got to say, because I I was asked this question the other day about, you know, the the stigma that continues to be attached to beer, the quality of beer, as as opposed to being in the bottle and being in the can. And I keep telling people it's not like it was 15 years ago. People are now wanting their craft beer in the can. For so many reasons. I mean, the biggest thing is people say, I, I prefer draft over anything. Like, well, what do you think a can is? It's a mini keg, mm-hmm. right? Right. There's Same no light. Thing, there's right. no oxygen. It's the best way to carry it. There's not that stainless steel tinny flavor anymore. This mm-hmm. isn't 1983. Like, we're good. These cans are going to keep the beer fresh in the way we want them to be. And while bottles are great for a lot of reasons, I mean, cans for me are the ultimate package. That's why I want my beer to sit in. That's what I think a lot of people see now. You can be like me and you can crush them so it takes up less room when there you're you recycling. Go. Actually, speaking of taking up less room, you know it would be better than a 16-ounce can, Chris. What? How about a 12-ouncer? That is cool. That is cool. That's what's sitting in front of me is our new 12-ounce cans. They'll be out in... Uh, Actually started hitting stores last week. 12-pack, 12 12-ounce 12 cans are coming. So I'm recognizing Lily Blonde. I'm recognizing mm-hmm. Sweet Child of Vine. Those are my two go-tos. Oh, yeah. uh, the Standard Lager, though, help me. I, I'm not familiar yeah, yeah. with that Standard one. Lager was, uh, I want to say, an offshoot brand, but kind of a, a differentiating brand for us that we launched about a year ago. Okay. It's an all-malt lager. There's no corn. There's no rice. Uh, just a couple kinds of barley. We want to make an easy-drinking beer that'll appeal to craft drinkers and macro drinkers alike. Try to bring them in mm-hmm. uh, so we can all enjoy just a beer that tastes like beer, right? We don't want to go over the top. We don't want to have anything that'll scare people. That's why the branding's a little different. Instead of calling this the gateway beer, I'm mm-hmm. going to start calling this the Fratelloni beer because Frat says every brewery needs to make one of these, and he, but and he's 100 percent right. You're going to sell 24 packs of that because people don't want to buy Bud Light. They don't want to buy Budweiser. They'll say, "Oh, I want to buy from Fulton, but I want to drink something that drinks as easy as a Bud yeah. Light." Which uh, I don't. That's got to be in that realm of it's, Budweiser. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. not that light beer. But it's that beer that people can all relate to. Sure. Right. So the thing with this beer is, uh, for us, the price point's a great differentiator. You can get a four-pack of Tall Boys for six bucks. Mm-hmm. You'll be able to get a 12-pack of 12-ounce cans for 12 bucks. Wow. It gives you a beer just to have in your fridge when you need one. Mm-hmm. And especially with this, you're not even far off in the idea of having 24 of these in a, a pack. Doing a suitcase is Absolutely. something in our minds, too. So uh, this is obviously available in stores. Yep. This is at the tap room? and At it, our tap room okay. around town on draft. Um, I know the big one for us in... Kind of a plug for next weekend would be Arter World. Sure. Uh, we are partnering with Grumpy's Northeast and Hi Hi on that block. And we'll have Standard Lager out there. We'll have all of our new beers, uh, some great music. Uh, Super Chunk will be out there, which is the first time Super Chunk's awesome. been here in forever. Awesome. So we're really excited about that. So if you can't make it to Fondo this weekend, come on out to Arter World on May 19th. We'll have a block party all day long. Uh, if you don't like beer, we got plenty of Jameson, too. You can join me with that. <laughs> That's great. Arter World's a fun event, oh, yeah. too. I mean, it just gets crazy busy down that's there. really cool well yeah. continued success my man you guys are just killing it like i said before and uh, thanks for having us along for the ride oh, man. thanks for having us on we appreciate uh, it people want more information about uh the new beer cosmic cosmic stallion cosmic stallion and right. uh, that release date and 
the fact that Fred only opened it up in front of my face, <laughs> and uh, how they can locate your beer, things of the nature, everything's available online. Yep, if you go to our website, FultonBeer.com, or Facebook.com slash FultonBeer, Instagram slash FultonBeer, Twitter slash FultonBeer, we're very concise on that one. Awesome. Thanks for coming in, man. Appreciate hey, it. Absolutely, man. Uh, we're going to step aside. We've got one segment to go. Don't touch that radio dial, ladies and gentlemen. This is The Beer Show. Beer, beer, beer. This beer, is The Beer Show. Fifteen hundred ESPN. Yep. Final segment of the beer show here on fifteen hundred ESPN. Reavers, Fratelloni, Manny Hill. What an action-packed show tonight! A Holy lot of cow. beer, some golf. How much better could it get? Um, so I do want to tell one thing really quick. Uh, this Saturday, that would be in two days. Uh, I'm heading up to hang out with our buddy Ben Quam, BQ, and uh, the folks from Bent Paddle Brewing Company. I'm going to take part in the relaunch the 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 grand opening of the new tap room up there which is really cool i've never been i mean i've been to duluth a million times but i haven't been to bent paddle yet i've enjoyed their beer a hundred times but i'm really looking forward to we're actually you'll appreciate this we're turning this into kind of a family excursion because they have a bunch of kids events and they hired a magician really for the kids you know what you should do to make it even better Drop the kids off with your parents. Let well, them stay overnight. <laughs> and then just you and Jess go up there. Well, I did think about that. The only problem is the hotel room I booked yeah. has is like got the water slides and all that you stuff. You can still use that. I know, but it, You it, look great in a swimsuit. But I you know, it, I, I I would feel guilty. You want the kids around. You want right? the kids there okay. and you know, you you want to experience stuff like that. Because sure. we're gonna do the whole let's go to Gooseberry, let's go up to Split Rock, let's let's do all that and then and then get home and enjoy Mother's Day did with Did you hear Mom. what uh, Fitkers is doing? No. So Fitkers has always been able to sell beer at their tap room only because they're a they have food and beer, so they could only sell it there in their growlers. Okay. They could never sell it off site. Okay. So the owner gave all of the recipes to his son, and he's coming down in the Twin Cities here and opening up a brewery that has the exact same no recipes way. of beer as Fitkers. Where do we know where we it's don't know be? yet? But I just read that story today, and that's, I think that's why does that seem destined for St. Paul. Does that seem it, it seems like St. a St. Paul kind of thing. Okay, but you know they've been selling beer up there for a long time, and now they're going to be able to get that in cans and bottles here and See, in the tap room. And, and this is what I like about the craft beer community, where you know with Duluth they're very dismissive of Twin Cityites, as mm-hmm. they like to call us up there. Oh yeah, okay, I've got I've got two buddies that have lived in Duluth their entire sure. life, so they just in fact one of them has me stored in his phone as Twin Cityites. Nice, um, <laughs> but but. But with with beer, you know, because Bent Paddle sells really well down here, mm-hmm. and it's a great, you know, it, so there's that communal sense of appreciation for both Duluth and the Twin Cities. Because Duluth has a very underrated craft beer scene. Bent Paddle, chief among them. Yeah, well, it's getting to be rated, and it is a destination. So, are, do you think you'll have people coming up there with you from from uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, all the way up to? Duluth? You're, are you going to MC this thing? Well, Ben's basically in charge of this. I'm okay. just going to wait and let him tell me what I need to do. You're going to stand up and say you're from the beer show? Or are you going to really throw that hope, out there? Well, maybe, but I really hope my job is sit there, try this, tell us what you think. Can I? Ask I hope that's question. the extent of my duties. Do we do we have a station in Duluth? Yeah, uh, uh, WDIO. Are we on that station? Yes, 610. So they're listening to us right now, potentially. Probably not. So (laughs) people are going to come and ask you maybe to sign their body parts up there. Like the every time, note to people out in the real world, I know we only have a couple seconds left. Every time we go somewhere, chicks come up to you and and get all googly eyed. Every time. Thank you, Michael. See what Fred does there, Manny? See? He's always close. Happens every time. Every time. Oh, my God. A- All right. ABC. Thank you, Michael. You're the best. Thank you, Manny Hill. You it, uh, if you missed any portion, check out the podcast. You can find it online at 1500ESPN.com. You can also check it out available on Podcast One. 
We will be back, hopefully, again next Thursday night for Mike Fredoloni, for Manny Hill, for our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Have a good night. Until then, cheers.